Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Talk Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the Bulls, who were defeated by the Boston Celtics last night, 117-294. Uh, this game for the Bulls, I almost didn't want to talk about it because it was so bad that there was nothing to talk about other than that the Bulls looked horrible. Um, Another horrible game for this Bulls team and a string of games that just continues to to hurt their chances of doing something in the playoffs. They're currently on a three-game losing streak. Uh, the offense was dead silent in this one. The leading scorer on the Bulls was DeMar DeRozan, who had 16 points. Um, not a good game from him. He did start off pretty hot. However, after that, I mean, it was just, it was a cold streak after that. Uh, same thing goes for Nikola Vucevic, another game for him that looked really bad. Um, he, you know, had a lot of missed opportunities in this one, I felt like. You know, there was a couple uh, missed passes by him that definitely hurt them in that opening quarter. Uh, another really bad game for him uh, as he ends up putting up 13 points in this one, seven rebounds. Uh, Zach Levine in his first game back, uh, uh, since his injury was horrible, uh, he was definitely not fully healthy. It was pretty clear there was no reason to play him in this one, especially if he's uh, clearly laboring. Uh, he ended up going 2 for 9 shooting, 0 for 5 from 3 in his 27 minutes. He puts up 7 points. The first time this season he has been held to under double-digit points in a game. So, um, no, Bulls just really bad game from them. I mean, this was a game that really proved that the Bulls just don't have what it takes to be a consistent East uh, Eastern Conference contender. We did actually see the bench play relatively well. I mean, you know, early in the game, Bulls got off to a really bad start as they were actually down, um, as they ended up going down 32-19 in the first quarter. However, we did see them actually you know, have some fight back from their bench as they ended up taking it to a 37-30 game early in the second quarter. However, uh, going into the half, it was 67-51. So there was some positives. You know, the bench did look okay. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, this was a this was a really uncompetitive game by this Bulls team. They now fall to forty five and thirty five on the year. Uh, their next game is going to be against the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow, and I think this is probably the most winnable game of the season for the Bulls because this is a Charlotte team that they have had a lot of luck against, not just this season but in the past. They're a team that's fighting for a spot in the play in at the moment. Um, this is a this is a very winnable game for the Bulls. I mean, they're they're outstanding offensively, defensively they are not good. I mean, there there's nobody in this team who really plays defense at a very high level at all. So for the Bulls, I think it's just going to be a consistent offense is going to be able to do it for them. And I think this is a, no, this is obviously a horrible sign for them. You know, when their offense is this flat against, you know, even though they're one of the better teams in the NBA or one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, the Celtics, still the fact that DeMar DeRozan, who had been one of the hottest players in the NBA, you know, was held to 16 points was a big issue. So uh, there's not a lot of good going on right now with the Bulls. They do have a playoff spot. However, at the moment, they would be playing, I want to say, the Sixers if the if the the, um, the league ended today. I want to say it would be the Sixers, but I cannot guarantee that because we probably will see some shuffling eventually. Um, but yeah, this was a really bad outing for the Bulls in a long line of bad outings uh, for this Bulls team. Now let's turn to the Blackhawks, who will be back on the ice tonight at 7.30 to take on the Seattle Kraken. Hawks come into it 
24, 35, and 11. They are also on a long losing streak. They have lost their last five games. Uh, Seattle coming in this one, 22, 42, and 6 on the year. They're actually coming off of a, a, a loss as well. They had actually been playing some better hockey uh, before that. We had seen them come off of a nice 4-1 victory over the Stars. However, they lost 4-1 to the Blues yesterday. So uh, for the Hawks, no, they will have Kevin Lankinen in net. Uh, Seattle, no team, no struggling this season. They're not a horrible five on five team. Actually, they're they're fifteenth in five on five shot attempts per uh, per game. Also twentieth in expected goal share at forty eight point two percent, and twentieth in high danger share chances. So. Um, I mean, this is a team that's not horrible in five-on-five action, uh, but they're definitely not great either. So uh, for the Hawks, I think this game, I don't really know what you, what goes into this game. Uh, there is some, there's something good here, something to watch for. Lucas Reichel is going to be in the lineup for this one. He's expected to uh, be on the wing in on the uh, Kirby Doc and Jonathan Tays line. So maybe we'll see some sort of production out of him. Remember last time he was up with the team, uh, he'd been playing, I want to say, with Brandon Hagel and Patrick Kane so maybe we'll see something out of him in uh, in this game but right now I mean there's not really much to watch for in this game for the Hawks except for no the young kid Lucas Reichel uh, so the Hawks their season winding down their next game after this one is going to be on Sunday against the Stars and then their uh, their schedule is going to uh, to start you no know, getting towards the end here they'll see uh, one more road trip to the West Coast to take on the Coyotes and the Kings before they head back home for the uh, final games of the year so now let's turn to the Cubs, who are currently in the middle of a game against the Milwaukee Brewers on opening day. Uh, Cubs lead this game 3-1 to one right now, thanks to a Nico Goodrum home run. Uh, so as he is the uh, first man to uh, to get the Cubs on the, or actually not to get the Cubs on the board, but to uh, to hit a home run for this Cubs team this season. Kyle Hendricks, really strong game right now. Five innings so far, five hits, one earned run, three walks, and seven strikeouts. Uh, Cubs, no Corbin Burns on the mound for the Brewers. He's currently going. He's currently gone five innings, has allowed four hits, three earned runs, three walks, and four strikeouts. So hopefully Cubs able to hold on to this one and get the victory. They're currently leading 3-1 in the top of the sixth inning. Now let's turn to the White Sox, who uh, got some more bad news on the injury front. Yoan Mankata is going to start the season on the, in the, on the IL with a strained oblique. He's expected to miss about three weeks here. So another big hit to the Sox team. Mankata uh, has improved a lot defensively. You know, he's been a very good defensive third baseman. Uh, also a guy who is, you know, his bat was a little quiet last year, but I think there was a lot of people expecting him to really bounce back and losing him for three weeks is definitely going to suck. And the Sox also have to take into account the fact that Tim Anderson's not going to be playing in the first two games of this series against the Tigers tomorrow since he's suspended since uh, after a altercation that happened last season. So now the Sox are going to really be desperate for some, some infield help here. Uh, they have made some moves. I'd expect to most likely see Danny Mendick starting at either 
third or short in this one. We probably also expect to see Romy Gonzalez in this one. So uh, Sox can be pretty barren on that uh, left side of that infield. Have made some other roster moves. They have designated Micker Adolfo for assignment. Uh, Adolfo was out of options, so it made uh, they really had no choice. I mean, they had you know they couldn't keep him on the for, on the uh, on the roster, so there's really no need to keep him around in the minors. Or actually, they couldn't keep him around in the minors, and they end up having to DFA him. And then they have also made the move to outright Sebi Zavala to AAA. So after we saw them acquire Reese McGuire from the Toronto Blue Jays, Sebi Zavala uh, no longer needed on the roster. So they do have their catcher situation filled out. However, for the Sox, uh, tomorrow's game against the Tigers, not going to be an easy one at all. Uh, that game going to be at 12-10. That's going to be the opening day for the Sox uh, on the road in Detroit. Their first home series is going to be... Uh, in a couple of, in a couple of series, actually, they're going to be on the road for the first two, taking on the Tigers, and then the uh, then they'll head out. Actually, not okay. Let me let me restart. They're going to be on the road against the Tigers, and then they will be at home against the Mariners. I read it wrong. They're going to be at home for a three game series against the Mariners. They'll take on the Rays, and then they'll head back on the road to take on the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins. So uh, that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you guys tomorrow.